Ready, Freddy. Then let us begin. All right, we're recording. Yay! Yay! All right, so... Um, I will ask for a volunteer to do the last time on Deep Space Nerds. this <laughs> <laughs> mini arc. I guess I guess it's about time I got a taste of my own medicine. <laughs> All right. So last time, previously on Deep Space Nerds, uh, the uh, UPAN Louisiana uh, was dispatched to Zinnia Four uh, to investigate the source of an unknown alien transmission. Uh, the planet of Zinnia 4 is near Coplex Base, and we were hoping, uh, that, um, we wouldn't find any Coplex. Uh, the, uh, first officer also informed us that a mysterious thing called the Cloud is within 30 light years of us. Um, anyway, we arrived in the Zinnia system after, uh, after, uh, Cass and Elroy, uh, played some cards, uh, <laughs> and uh and immediately got uh embroiled with the Coplexians. Um they're squid like ships containing squid like creatures. Um however, uh due to the outstanding gunning of Lieutenant Commander Jaren, uh <laughs> the Coplexian ships presented no obstacle. So the uh crew uh took a shuttlecraft down to the surface um to investigate this alien transmission. We found out it was underground. Uh, so we landed near one of the tunnels underground. Uh, shortly after we landed, uh, the, uh, the tunnel erupted in a geyser of, of, uh, steaming hot liquid. Um, uh, so we, uh, realized, hey, we don't want to be caught in that. So we figured out that, uh, it happens every couple of hours, every two hours. Uh, so we set our timers for an hour and a half, uh, and descended into the tunnel. Uh, there we found uh, some side tunnels uh, that were very moist. Uh, <laughs> Dress. Uh, Sergeant, El- Sergeant Elroy slipped on the moist floor and uh, slid into a hole. Uh, he was Well, actually, he was caught first by uh, Lieutenant Commander Jaren, uh, but then they both fell in the hole together. Uh, so they fell into the hole. Um, I forget, was it Elroy or Jaren that got their foot entangled in some alien goop. Jaren. Jaren got her foot entangled in some alien goop, but was able to get her foot out of it. Uh, we uh, then almost walked into a trap were it not for the mental precognitions of Lieutenant Cass Lemire. Uh, she's a you know partially trained psionic operative and, uh, and saw a vision of us being ambushed and murdered. So we ambushed the ambushers and murdered them before they could murder us. Um... Uh, one of our one of our security officers, uh, I believe it was Ensign Colane, uh, got injured in the firefight, uh, and so uh, we had um, we had uh, a couple of the other security officers uh, escort her out. So uh, outside of the hole, Wani and Dewey are stationed. Uh, inside the hole, uh, at the station, at the hole, we went down, uh, trip, 
Uh, and then Colleen is injured, and then uh, Baker is transporting Colleen back to the shuttle. So uh, it's just us and Security Officer Frost uh, as we find as we found a um, large metal hatch uh, with untold alien wonders behind it. And that's where we left off. Okay. Uh, I don't believe we ever established the name of uh, Cass's good-for-nothing cousin. Do you have any thoughts on that, Amanda? I thought oh, Sean I named him. I, yeah. You named him. Didn't you name him, Sean? I did. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I listened back to the recording. I guess I must have missed it. No, I don't, I don't think I wrote that down, but I wrote down Bethol, Colane, and Anoush. Um, oh, Cousin Shep. 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 Shep Lemire. Okay. <laughs> Cousin Shep. All right, so. Um, as we come up from our uh, title sequence into episode two, uh, we see a large space installation, space station, orbiting what looks to be a uh, largely oceanic planet with a few land masses dotted uh, uh, across its blue surface beneath these streaks of white puffy clouds. Um, and as we sort of zoom in through this large opening uh, space dock, we see the Yupan, Louisiana, uh, which looks to be under the final uh, phases of its construction. There are a few people welding the last of the armored plates onto its hull, um, and it looks like it is getting ready to be launched out on its inaugural mission. Inside, we see the doors of the um, ship's security office slide open, and Lieutenant Commander Jaren steps inside. You are seeing your brand new office, your new post, your new assignment uh, for the first time. What do you do? Um. Wasn't expecting that. (laughs) There's a little title... Uh, a little title card that goes across the bottom. It says six months earlier. <laughs> okay. uh, well, I suppose I have my bag with me, so I'll uh, set down a couple of personal trinkets. And um, do I have any orders from the captain at all? Uh, you literally just got aboard the ship, so you're just kind of getting settled in. Oh, okay. Well, I'll check for any messages waiting for me, and, um... Report to the captain that I'm here. Okay. So, you put a few things away, and as you are... Going off one second. Sorry. (laughs) 
the sound of construction and beeps in the background. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the uh, the uh, like janitorial staff is like putting the final buffing on the floors and <laughs> polishing things up. The janitorial staff is looking very angry at like a slug alien that's like moving across to his post. Uh, all right. So you um, put a few things away. Are there any like personal items you use to decorate your office with that you want to get set up, or are you very sparse and utilitarian? Pretty sparse for right now. Um, I, I imagine I have maybe one or two small trinkets. Uh, but nothing on the walls. No garish decorations. Not one giant wall of snow globes. <laughs> Neither here nor in D and D. Yeah, I just settle a couple of personal trinkets in place. Um, check for any messages or duty assignments, and then report to the captain. Okay, so uh, you get things kind of set up the way you want, and you are heading towards the door to leave your office when there's a little chirp, and a holographic display pops up on your desk. What does the holographic display look like? Is it a person? Uh, it has the official UPenn logo on it, and it says incoming message. Uh, well, I accept the incoming message. Okay. Uh, the screen f- uh, changes to the uh, face of... Um, Another human woman, uh, very short cut, blonde hair, and she's wearing what you immediately recognize to be a station security uniform. Mm -hmm. She says, "Uh, Lieutenant Commander Jaren, I'm assuming? Yes. May I ask who's speaking? I am station security officer uh, Kira uh, Nagoyo. And I have two of your new crewmen got into a bit of an altercation in our promenade. Station commander wants them turned over to your new captain, since they are going to be joining your crew. I would just need someone to come and pick them up. Fantastic. Can I get the names of those two crewmen, please? Certainly. Uh, it is Ensign Keith Hinneman and a Lieutenant Cass Lemire. Uh, the first name was Keith Hinneman. <laughs> yes. And Lieutenant Cass Lemire. That's right. I will make my way to the station immediately to retrieve them. We appreciate it. And the display shuts off. Cut to the interior of the captain's office. And we see uh, the captain's desk, which... Uh, our first view of it in its shiny uh, black surface, there is a framed photograph sitting on it of the captain and uh, another individual. Uh, looks to be a uh, uh, feminine presenting individual. Now uh, I gotta go look at this picture you sent me again, Chris. Uh, and, uh, 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 Non-binary. Kind of. Androgynous. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, 
and the two of them are in a um, a very close pose. Looks to be some uh, romantic entanglement between the two of them. Um, he is wearing his uh, UPenn uniform, and uh, they are dressed in civilian clothes. And as we pull back from that to see the captain sitting behind his desk with uh, his new first officer, Commander, uh, Commander Barrett, Mm -hmm. Uh, She has a, what looks to be a uh, a bound tome, a book, uh, that she is handing to him. It says, now I spoke with your last CO for taking this assignment. Uh, They mentioned that you have a penchant for alien literature, so I thought you might be interested in this. It's the uh, first volume of an Edda by a Telvarin author. It's been translated. It's a very thoughtful gift. I appreciate. I appreciate it. Uh, I have not read this one, so that will that will be good. Um, if you have any, if you find out you like it, I have the next couple of volumes as well. So fantastic! Good, is good news. Um, and this is the maiden voyage, right? Yes. Uh. And what kind of ship is this? Is this like a science vessel, like an exploratory vessel? An exploratory vessel. Mm-hmm. Ajiro uh, stands up and kind of walks to the window and looks out past the space dock at the stars. He says, uh, "He says, you know, I have always dreamed of this moment ever since, ever since my youth." He says, "So much left to be explored." So much we don't know out there. That's true. It's what uh, my instructor back at the academy called the great human endeavor. (laughs) What on earth was that? Sounded like a soda. A refreshing space cola. (laughs) (laughs) Not TM. Something I didn't ask you last time, actually, is... um, uh, Ejero's prosthesis noticeable at all, or uh, only it? It, it is if he's uh, wearing like shorts. <laughs> but he, okay. he he's a pretty uh, regular regulation sort of dresser. So um, okay. Uh, uh, all right. Um, he says, um, "Well, hopefully, hopefully, we come across something new and unusual." He says, uh, he says, there's so much to see out there. He says, I'd hate for this trip to be boring. As you say that, there's a chime at your door. <laughs> uh, enter. Uh, you see your new security chief escorting a pair of crewmen. And they, the three of them walk into your office. Oh. One of them uh, you recognize to be... Um, or, well, not recognized, but uh, one of them is a, a male human, early 20s, uh, sandy-colored hair, freckled face, mm-hmm. uh, has uh, an ensign's uh, pips on his collar. The other is a lieutenant who... I don't. Did you describe Cass last time, Amanda? No, she's uh, kind of like a mousy face, and most of her head's buzzed, except for... Um, 
a bit of shorter, uh, like platinum blonde hair. Okay, so these two come in. They're both looking a little disheveled, and the uh, the guy has what looks like the a developing black eye. You must be Lieutenant Commander Jaren. Yeah, Jiro extends a hand. Says, uh, Captain Jiro Okura, I'll be your commanding officer of this trip. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Lieutenant Commander. <laughs> um, and I see, he says, uh, and I see that you've met our chief pilot, Lieutenant Lemire. Indeed I have. I was given a call by security officer Kieran Nyoga that these two were causing a disturbance on the space station. He requested that I remove them to your custody. I see. Uh, and this is, you had too much to drink. Is that the case here? I look at the other guy expectantly. <laughs> no, sir. So, what is the Just... what? What is all this? Uh, it was just a um, social engagement that escalated a little too far. I mean, are you going to explain yourself, or do I have to explain you? Because probably not where you want to be going with this. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who punched me. Because... I'm <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Stop fucking with the space GM. (laughs) (laughs) Lieutenant Commander, did you hear what happened? Since both of my officers seem to be remiss to fill me (laughs) in on the details. I was informed that they were causing a disturbance with their ruckus. And she said it was in the bar, right? Yeah. And it did occur in a bar. Details as to what caused the incident seem unimportant at this point. The incident uh, says, look, I was just trying to relax. We got a long mission ahead of us, looking to meet some nice, I thought, women and uh, apparently my attentions were not appreciated you're a creep wasn't expecting to get sucker punched should have been less of a creep then Lieutenant Lemire yeah you don't seem like the type, well, actually, I don't know you too well, but are you the type to punch somebody for no reason? Oh, no. I'm the type to punch somebody for a good reason. And, you know, what was the reason you punched this man? This uh, subordinate officer? 
let's just say he was being a little aggressive and wasn't really listening to anyone who was trying to politely discourage it. So I discouraged it a little more actively. All right. Well, I've heard all I need to hear. Uh, Lieutenant Lemire, uh, you're free to go. Uh, Ensign Hinneman, uh, Lieutenant Commander Jaron will escort you back to the station. Their security will handle it. I'm removing you from our duty roster. We're all going to be out in space together for a long time uh, in one ship. And anybody that cannot respect the bodily autonomy of any of our crew members is not welcome on it. Hi, sir. Dismissed. Captain? Does the ensign struggle? No, he looks kind of sullen and follows you out. And Commander Barrett follows out as well, leaving just the captain alone in his office. Um, A moment passes, and then there's a little... uh, chirp and your hollow display comes up says you have uh, with the again the upin logo uh and it says uh priority message confidential Aye. val this is not the start i was hoping for this and i sit down uh and uh hit the uh hit the uh privacy button i'm assuming that locks the door and all that stuff and take mm-hmm. the take the transmission Okay. Uh, you activate the transmission, and we don't see what it is. Um, sort of camera looks sort of passed over your shoulder, and we just see in the reflection of the window behind you this rapid flashing of different characters and symbols and star charts. And from there we cut, and we see uh, Captain Ejiro in his pressurized suit's uh, down in these tunnels where we left last time, examining this closed, sealed uh, entryway before you. Um, uh, Ensign Colain has just been taken uh, back up to the surface by Baker. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we won't get over it. <laughs> no, no, no I, I've, I've accepted that now. Um, <laughs> kill that Ensign so that we can kill the jump. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, before uh, Colleen went up, uh, she did pass off to Frost uh, a small pack with three stim injectors. Uh, just so you guys know what these are, these will uh, basically restore 1d6 hit points on use. Uh, they do cause one system strain when you use them. Um, and what does system strain so you know, do? Uh, every character has a max system strain. If you go over that, bad things happen. So, uh, just keep in mind you have three of those. Uh, and so now it's down to the four of you, plus uh, Instant instant Frost, who are all examining this closed doorway in front of you. Your little heads-up display counter uh, is running down. You've got a little under half of your time remaining before the next uh, geyser blast goes off. What would you all like to do? Does there seem to be a lock on the door? Uh, make an... I think it's notice. Yeah, roll a notice check. That's 2d6? 2d6 plus whatever your notice skill is. Plus your wisdom. So just what I roll. 
So the zero on notice means zero, right? Mm-hmm. Can I um, <clears throat> scan it? Scan the door? Uh, if you want to scan it, make a program roll. With the intelligence. Four? Okay, yeah, you don't find any sort of uh, panel or mechanism or anything like that. I got a 12. Ooh. Nice. Uh, So scanning this door, it's made of a uh, strong metal alloy. Uh, It appears to be about five feet thick. Uh, So these are heavy, heavy blast doors. Uh, And there is some manner of chamber beyond. You also... uh, uh, your scan also reveals that there is some manner of power generation behind this as well. Um, looks like this is the entrance to some sort of uh, intelligence-crafted facility. It's not a natural occurrence. Um, it, uh, what what kind of type of power generation? Can I tell what type of po- type of power generation? Fission, mm-hmm. fusion, some other kind of... Uh, it appears to be... We'll say it's a... Uh, a fusion engine. Um, and as you're, you're scanning your uh, tool, you, you think you find what could be some sort of input frequency, which might be able to open the door. Captain, I think... <clears throat> I mean, this was, this was crafted by, a, by an intelligent race. I'm seeing a, uh, a kind of a middling range fusion reaction going on behind this door powering it um, and I believe that um, matching this frequency I can I could possibly open this door if, if you'd like me to give that a try uh, alright uh, he says that sounds like a great idea but first uh, I'm going to hand one of the stim packs to Jaren because I know that she's down a hit point and that's half of her hit points uh, <laughs> Should I go ahead and take it now? Yeah. yeah. The door opens. So how do you do this? One D six. A D six, but. I mean, it minimum. doesn't matter. Yeah, minimum is one, so you're back up to full health. Okay. And then, what's my permanent system strain? Uh, let me check your character sheet here. Uh, you can have a maximum of seven. You're currently at zero. And so taking that one didn't cause me to have one. Oh yes, actually, that will cause you to have one now that you've used the stem pack. Zero, okay. one of seven. How does that go away? Uh, just by resting, basically. Yeah. All right, so, all right, open the door. Can I do that, or do I need to do another check? Uh, no, you you rolled a twelve. You can do it. I will open the door. Okay. I'm going to stand to the side of it. <laughs> Let the other guys take the hit. Okay, uh, you match what you believe to be uh, this uh, uh, sort of automatic frequency, and there's a. Uh, hum of a motor coming to life as these doors separate slightly. There's a soft hiss of atmospheric commingling and then the doors... I have my gun ready, just in case. <laughs> Good. The doors slide open uh, into the rock face surrounding them, revealing a triangular 
hallway that uh, extends down into whatever this structure is is currently unlit and seems to go on for at least uh, another hundred feet or so. Does the atmospheric composition of what came out match what we're currently in? Um, not really. Uh, it's more akin to it's closer to an Earth-like atmosphere, but uh, whereas the current atmosphere you're in is much more acidic and sulfuric. Is it damp and slimy like the rest that we've been in, or is it dry? It is not. It is dry in here. Hmm. Uh, Sergeant Pending, can you close the doors behind us and be confident you can open them again? I can certainly try to close them behind us. I can't guarantee there's not some alien safeguard that keeps them closed. If we were able to close the blast doors behind us, Captain, we might be able to have some extra time to research whatever's going on here. My thoughts exactly. Um, uh, Elroy, can you uh, show us how to open the door from this side? Um, yeah, I guess I'll show them the frequency that I found. And- All right. Uh, okay. Why don't you hop in there, shut it, and we'll see if you can open it from the other side. And if in a minute you can't, we'll open it back up for you. <laughs> do we have do we have two of the things that generates the uh, frequency? Um, yeah, I'd say you all have like basic Scanning communicator, points. yeah, communication points okay. you can use. Sure. <clears throat> okay, I will uh, go inside and try to shut the door after myself. Okay, uh, you go inside and input the frequency, and the doors seal shut as they close. Uh, there is immediately the flickering of artificial light within this hallway. Uh, and you see these wedge-like uh, panels that begin to illuminate. They kind of flicker a little bit, then uh, stay on with a, uh, a very dim light that gives you some illumination down this hallway. Uh, you also see a panel on the inside of the door that sort of springs to life. It has some kind of some characters on it, but it's no kind of language that you recognize. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I know what the frequency is, but I'll examine the panel to see if I can determine um, how to open the door without using the frequency. Uh, go ahead and make a make another program roll with intelligence. Uh, three. So no, I cannot no. decide. Gibberish. <laughs> um, I will try to use the frequency again. Okay, you do it again, and the doors open up. I give them a space thumbs. <clears throat> Would that be like this, kind of like the Star Trek symbol? Space thumbs mm-hmm. up. <laughs> hey, Sean, can you turn off the kitchen light? I can't see your faces. I'm getting food. I'll be right back. I get distracted by doing stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to order uh, Trip, who's on hold duty, to uh, head back to the surface um, okay. uh, with Wani and Dewey. Uh, and then um, the rest of us will go in and shut the door. And that way, if anything wet happens out here, we, we miss it. Okay. Uh, so he copies your order and heads up. Uh, the rest of you head into this hallway. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, as you cross the threshold of this facility, Cass, I need you to make a mental effect save. Uh-oh. What did I roll? A d20? Uh, roll a d20, and you want to try and get uh, 15 or less. Seven. Okay, so you fail. Wait. Uh, 15 or less or 15 or more? Yeah, you 15 or more, sorry. That's what I, I meant. Like, Wait a minute. She did that. I more. figured that's what it meant. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> God, I miss having modifiers. <laughs> right? So. Uh, All right, so you're going to take one point of system strain as the moment you step over this uh, threshold, you feel it's almost like being briefly uh, briefly electrocuted if you've ever like touched a live wire, just a, a jolt that kind of races across your temples. Mm. I kind of grab my head and kind of like that. Like, ow, that fucking hurt. Lieutenant Lemaire, are you alright? Uh, I think I'm fine now, but that was a jolt. Did something shock you? Electricity? Do I have any idea of what, what caused that, Matt? Um, let me see. Also, is that is that like a, a HP one, or what is that? Systems, no. whatever? Just uh, add one system strain. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Uh, why don't you make a we'll call this a no roll turn that no roll into a yes roll and that's 2d6 is right 2d6 and looks like you don't have a modifier to it but that's my uh, whatchamacallit one so I add to it right oh, oh no, yeah I so you can actually roll 4d6 and then take the best two oh. nice yeah Ooh, 12. Nice. Um, so in your psychic training, you are aware of certain metapsionic techniques that can interfere with um, basically uh, psychic abilities. Uh, and you've gone through very basic training to recognize these. It seems like there is some kind of psychic field within this facility uh, and that you have just passed through it. Okay. So do you uh, think the alien... Oh, sorry, you haven't told me this yet. The demon just said... No, this. I haven't! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna... No, it's true. <laughs> yeah, um, it seems... I think there's like a psychic block in here. He says, uh, you think these... Whatever aliens did this are psychics? Probably not, because it seems like it's a Dapner field, right? Matt? Um... Not so much a dampening field is almost like um but no magic field a zone <laughs> right uh no, it's not like that it, it's so much more that there's um like a tripwire almost like a like a wall of psychic static that would block oh. any intrusion of psychic abilities through it, <laughs> so now that you're on the other side, oh, you're okay. able to use your you'd be able to use your abilities inside but not through the field. Yeah, it's like a wall. So, 
can't get things from one side to the other, but it's fine on either side, I think. Would, would I know if I think that it might be, just be that they don't want to be spied on. Would I, would I know if that's able to be um, kind of mechanically generated? Uh, why don't you make a no roll with your intelligence? Uh, nine. Um, no technology that you're aware of can do that. Okay. Well, then I do not know. Roll or no. <laughs> so what we know is that they're paranoid, or their chief, their chief weakness or enemy is psychic energy. Well, considering the squigs were poking around, <clears throat> they're probably right to be paranoid. Are the Coplex psychic in any way, shape, or form that we know of? Uh, going off of your knowledge rolls from last time, you don't know of them having any psychic abilities. Hmm. I mean, it's a good, um, just general security measure. Yeah. I'm assuming this, the signal is coming from <clears throat> down that direction? Down the hall? Yes. All right. Well, keep your phaser or your lasers on the ready. Um,. <laughs> If we encounter anything, let's try to ask questions first, but we'll obviously defend ourselves if we need to. It was just the four of us now, right? Uh, the four of us and one red shirt. <laughs> Frost is still with us? Frost mm-hmm. is still with us, yeah. Frost is still with you guys, yep. It's not a new Serpathol. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm already mentally composing a letter to... Frost's next of kin. <laughs> I imagine there's a template, Captain. <laughs> Ensign Bethol Frost was a good man. <laughs> a little paperclip pops up. It appears you're trying to console one of your the family of your dead crewmen. Thank you, Clippy. You always know what to say in this situation. <laughs> uh, so, okay. You proceed down this long uh, triangle-shaped hallway, which as you do, the you notice the um, illuminated panels flicker a couple times before regaining their very low level of illumination. It seems like whatever power is going through this place is possibly kind of unstable. Mm. Uh, Getting to the end of this hallway, you come to another uh, closed door. This one does not look as heavily reinforced as the one you had passed before. And you see there is a um, an illuminated panel next to it that is similar to the one by the front door. So utterly incomprehensible for Elroy. Uh, Can I try taking a look at that? Sure. Go ahead and make a program roll. With intelligence? Well, I just want to see if I recognize the uh, language. Uh, okay, so make a no roll with intelligence. That's 2d6? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a total of 8. Okay. Uh, it does not look like any... Can you go up my sheet real quick? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
I think you've seen symbols similar to it, mm-hmm. but it is not decipherable. Okay. Uh, whatever we are dealing with down here is something completely new, so let's uh, keep that in mind. We are making history, folks. <laughs> Why does that give me a sense of foreboding? <laughs> and is is anyone else disturbed by the fact that, that the captain just did a little happy clap? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't gotten used to the happy claps yet? <laughs> Sergeant Elroy, life is far too short for constant dourness. <laughs> One must really embrace the joie de vivre. <laughs> I mean, you've met him before, right, Captain? I'm not sure that's possible. <clears throat> Whatever you say, Captain. <laughs> you are our fearless leader, after all. <laughs> well, assuming I survive through this, then yes, let's get let's let's see under that pretense. All right, uh, <laughs> further into the cave we go. Well, there's a door in front of us. Oh, sorry, um, Elroy. Can you open this with your uh, magical garage opener? <laughs> what's a garage? Yeah, what's a garage, Captain? There are still um, garages in the future. <laughs> <laughs> There's spaceports. <laughs> we're we're not from the suburbs. Dots. <laughs> were you too space born? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, can I scan again and see if? Well, let me try the initial frequency. Okay. Uh, you try it, and it seems to work. The door hisses slightly and then opens. Okay. And uh, as it does, you see inside... Uh, oh, thank an, you very much. Uh, as it does, you see inside an octagonal chamber uh, that has the same sort of level of lightly flickering illumination uh, topped with what appears to be a geodesic dome of uh, interlocking triangular panels... Uh, shedding uh, this low light down onto it. There are a number of computer terminals um, or what you recognize what look to be computer terminals uh, against the uh, various walls as well as uh, three other uh, uh, entryways or exits out of this room. (coughs) In the center of the room sort of leaning against a uh, console of some kind you see a human-like entity that appears to have uh, gleaming metallic skin. Uh, And as it stands there, roughly human height and proportion, you also see that its lower body up to about the abdomen is wrapped in a thick, tar-like, almost goop uh, similar to what had a quick encounter with Jaren. What does the entity look like? Do you say it's glowing? Uh, not glowing, but almost like a, a metallic-skinned human. Except it's not just skin. Like Their facial features, everything is just as if full, molded out of uh, a, a movable liquid metal. Does it appear to be moving? Uh, it's is not really moving at the moment. It's just sort of standing, bracing itself with one arm against this console and looking 
in the direction of the five of you as the door opens. I say, um, Elroy, is this robot alive? I wave at it. Use your scanner. Use your scanner. I, I will. <laughs> I know it's it raises. A... It raises a hand in response. Appears appears to be a lot, Captain. <laughs> Captain, permission to assist. <clears throat> Granted. I say, um, I raise, I raise, I raise my left hand, open, facing the robot, and I say, um, I am Captain Nijiro Okoro of the Yupan, Louisiana. This is my crew of senior officers. We come in peace. Can, can you understand anything that I am saying? Uh, the entity's approximation of a mouth opens and closes, uh, and you hear its voice coming through uh, the speakers of your suits. It says, I can understand your language, yes, and... I will do my best to approximate it. <laughs> I am not a robot, as <laughs> you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense intended. It's a convenient shorthand for my crew. Um, if you're not a robot, what? Just a game. How do you self-identify? <laughs> Captain, not to interrupt, but introductions can probably wait after we've saved him from the the eating goo. The goop monster. Oh, I, I figured it wasn't, like, urgent. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's urgent, right? The goo is trying to eat him. And he's I, grasping the console, trying to keep from being eaten. I appreciate your concern, but I'm afraid there's nothing you can do at this stage. He says, what, is, what is this goop that has your, your lower half trapped? It is part of me. Oh. I am afraid I am undergoing a process of biogenic transition. I assume you've come because of the signal I sent. Yeah. Jero nods. Good. I was hoping someone would arrive before... Well, I could still be of help. He says, is there anything we can do to help you? I'm afraid not. I have studied this... Affliction, I think, is the best word in your language. It cannot be reversed. Does this happen to all of your people? Yes, I am the last of my species. And once the process is complete, we will be gone. That is why I sent the signal. Um, a tear escapes the captain's eye. <laughs> um. Oh, um, do you want to search anything to, like, record this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
I'm assuming our suits are recording at all times. Yeah. Okay. Um, what did you summon us for? And what is your name? He, he he's quiet for a moment. Name the way you have names is not a concept for our species. And there is no word in your language for what we are, so you may call us whatever you wish. Or, more aptly, you may call me whatever you wish. That's like a Steve to me. Or not robot? (laughs) Not robot. The captain shoots you to a glance. (laughs) (laughs) Darren clears her throat. Do you, do you really want Amanda naming something like that? <laughs> <laughs> she, she was the one who came up with a noose and buckle last week, so. Bust the clear throat. <laughs> um, I will walk forward. Is the entire floor covered in this goop? Or just no, him? it's just like localized around where his lower body should be. Um, is there anything obstructing my view from the other side of the chamber? Nope. Okay. Well, I'll just basically flank him. Not like being threatening or anything, but mm-hmm. spreading out a little bit. Uh, I signal uh, Frost to do the same on the other side. Okay. Um. Chet. I say, um. <laughs> robot named Chet. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I say, my friend, he says, why did you bring us here? You still have not answered that question. It was my hope that should our species die, the accumulated knowledge we compiled over the course of our civilization would not be lost. If you would take it with you in that way something of our species would continue on. I would be honored. He says, um, Sergeant Elroy here is a brilliant engineer. Perhaps he can come up with some way to transfer the information from your storage banks to ours. Captain, might I suggest we make sure it's a secure storage device? We don't know anything about their technology or how it might positively or negatively interact with their own. A very good point. Uh, Jaren, we will not connect it to our own computer. Well, Chet, do you have a storage medium that you'd like me to take with me? You guys have USB-C here? Because that's all we're rolling with these days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, we use lightning. Um, (laughs) Uh, Just stabbing. Force, <laughs> force stabbing. Uh, it says um, to take our entire database with you. It would be easiest for you to remove the system memory core. It is in an adjacent chamber to this one. However, accessing it involves complications. And as it says that, you watch this tar-like growth spread up towards its chest. 
and then stop. <clears throat> Sounds right up your alley, Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Could you be a little more specific, Chet? On complications. What sort of complications, yeah, I know what's my weird. friend? <laughs> Chet has been distracted by pizza. Sorry, what was that? What sort of complications, my friend? There were others of my species. We placed ourselves in stasis in this facility as a safeguard. And unfortunately, one of us was afflicted with this biogenic transformation. It spread to the rest. They have already changed. Oh, we met. Is there any way to damage or destroy these after effects? Their physical structure can be destroyed with sufficient damage from a plasma-based weapon. However, their molecular structure will absorb much of the energy. It will take significant damage to destroy them. Are they afraid of anything? Do they have to be destroyed? They are not intelligent enough to really understand fear. It is a primitive form of life that we transform into. Mm -hmm. So, do they have to be destroyed in order to get past them? Because I found when I stepped in that stuff, I just held still and moved away slowly. It left me alone. It may be possible to sneak past them, yes. Stepped in one of his friends. Or disable them in some other manner. Um... <clears throat> we noticed when we came in there was a psychic barrier. That is to protect us. Um, are the uh, the final versions of you, are they uh, susceptible to this type of energy? You mean psychic energy? Mm-hmm. Some of us were psychoreactive. But the barrier was not created to protect us from them. And how far is it from here to the core? He gestures to uh, one of the... um, adjacent doors to this room says, through this passageway you would measure it at roughly 20 meters mm-hmm. thanks honey 20 meters that's not too long oh, we're out in die now <laughs> <laughs> um, should not wait too long the facility's power supply is unstable. What happens when the power goes out? You would be trapped here. 
Uh, how much time is left on our timer? <laughs> uh, before the, the geyser goes yeah. off? Yeah. Like half an hour. Half an hour? Oh, wow. Chet, do you have any idea how long the power is going to last? I cannot say. Well, Captain, it seems like we should proceed. With due haste. My friend, we will retrieve your system core, and you will not be forgotten. I promise you this. Thank you. Captain keeps promising shit. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's fine, but, you know, promising without knowing we can do it. Uh, (laughs) You remember him. (laughs) Is there any sort of insight that we can roll against people? Or metallic... Beings. No. Oh. Um. Let's see here. <clears throat> His voice is a little tinny, but other than that, you can't tell. <laughs> Eight left. Scrambling. I would say, sorry, but no. Uh, I would say roll a... uh, (laughs) Yeah, roll a talk check with wisdom. With wisdom? So that's a negative one. So nine. Okay. Uh, What is it you're trying to discern? Uh, Discern if the the metal guy has... uh, not our best intentions in mind. He seems to be uh, telling you the truth. Seems to be forthright. No, no evidence of, of uh, taking advantage. Nope. Alright, cool. Proceed then. Alright, uh, pending frost. I want you to go look at that door. Tell me what's behind it. If you can, without opening it. Thank you for being a smart ass. I guess. <laughs> I'll, I will go examine... I will go scan the door. Program check. Preferably from behind <laughs> Frost. And while he's doing that, I say, my friend, is there anything you can tell me about your final form? Um, what what attracts you? What repels you? Uh, organic and organic? What, what sort of things? They seem to be attracted to movement. <laughs> and they are consuming, they would consume us for sustenance? They do not seem to need sustenance. They are merely attracted to movement. Go run down that hallway. No, Uh, sir. And what happens if they were to envelope us? They would likely suffocate you. My understanding is you require oxygen to breathe. They would constrict until you could no longer. (laughs) Sounds delightful. Imagine the scanner has one knob. <laughs> <laughs> I got a seven, Matt. 
Okay. <clears throat> From what you can tell behind this, there is another corridor. I yell back over my shoulder. Hey, Chet, can you tell us how to open the doors around here? Or is it all that same frequency? Chet's chewing on himself. Literally. <clears throat> Sorry? No. <laughs> he uh, reaches over to the console he's leaning on and presses a couple uh, buttons and the door slides open. I, I make like a little um, eep noise and jump back a few feet. Oh, okay. Thanks, chat. <laughs> Captain, door's open. How many life signs are beyond it? Both. I don't know. Can I check? You that? do not detect any in the hallway. Does it register as life signs? That was going to be my, my next question. Can I determine? Can I kind uh, of focus in on the thing on Chet and see what if I can det- see where those things are in the future? Sure. I mean, you scanned the the one that um, Jaron stepped in. So you have a recording of the kind of thing it would be. And there's not appear to be any in this hallway. I say, is there a big glowy data cube at the end of it or something? What do you see down there? <laughs> Always a big glowy data cube thing. Uh, at this point, Jaren rolls her eyes a little bit and signals frog. Captain, with your permission, we'll investigate. Um, we'll take pending with you. I, if, if we only need to make one trip down the hall, I'd prefer to do it in one and not two. I will follow along and keep an eye on the ceiling. Uh, kind of go over near the hallway, like near the door, <laughs> with Lemire. And as they guys go down the hallway, I just kind of look at Lemire and I say, so how's your space cribbage night going? It's getting a little old, to be honest. I've got to just find a new uh, board game shop, I think. <laughs> Space board game. Space board game shop. <laughs> so, Jaron Frost and <clears throat> Elroy, you proceed down this um, corridor, which goes about uh, 20 meters, and then there's another closed doorway. I will... Uh... Try the try the frequency again. Well, uh, the door opens partway and then seems to get stuck. <clears throat> and then after a minute of um, what sounds like an engine trying to turn and being stopped, that sort of grinding noise, it opens the rest of the way up. Uh, and you see within a, a very dimly lit computer chamber. There's a number of consoles uh, against uh, the walls. One large console in the center and off to the side uh, what looks almost like some kind of uh, power generation unit. You also see um, what looks to be slightly moving semi-gelatinous forms in the room. A couple of them. One of them, which is sort of uh, partially covering the center console, sloughs off 
and moves inquisitively towards the door you've just opened. Everyone hold very still. I ready my combat rifle. Uh, why don't you both make... Let's see. Why don't you both make survive uh, survive checks with dexterity? So that's still 2d6? 2d6, yep. Seven? I got an eight. Oof. Frost got a two. (laughs) (laughs) And the Oostin got a ten. So. Oh, shit. Uh oh. uh, You stand still as best you can, but this ooze thing continues to move forward. And the few of the other ones seeming to go off its motion start moving forward as well. Why don't the three of you. Well, actually, why why doesn't everyone roll initiative for me? (laughs) Instant Frost was a. Dedicated security officer. <laughs> <laughs> they gave their life. And um, what's initiative again? Just a D six. D eight plus your dex. Oh, that's completely wrong. D eight. Mm hmm. Fuck. Oh, which one's that? Okay, never mind. I remember. <laughs> D eight plus your dex. Zero. Yep. One. Luckily, my dex. Five. <laughs> I got a one. I got a rock. I got a rock. <laughs> I, I got a three. All right. Well, you two jackholes are down the other end of the hallway, so right. You're oh, are you rolling too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Plus Dex, I don't have anything to add to my Dex, right? Seven. I think so. Nothing. God damn it, and I actually had an idea, too. <laughs> let's see here. Just that. Can we see them still? From where yeah, we are? Yeah, you can see them through the uh, open door down the hallway. Okay. I would imagine as soon as the oozes start oozing and then they don't stop. Jaren does that thing where you take a really deep breath, and even though you don't move a muscle, you're able to shout at the loudest volume <laughs> because your body's so still. Like, has anyone else ever experienced that? Like, you know, the mom, hey, when she goes, hey! Mm. Like, that sort of thing. Yeah. And in that voice, Jaren says, time for backup. <laughs> because y'all need to get your asses down here and help us kill the exits. It's a really long description for what I was thinking of. <laughs> it was good. Uh, Very specific see. experience Token. I wanted in your brains. Pass. Captain... <clears throat> and then, dead last, literally, Elroy Pending. <laughs> no, because Frost rolled lower than you. All right, so. What did Frost roll? How? Two. Who? 
I rolled a one. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, any decks? What did Cass get on initiative? Seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, Elroy? One. Oof. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Captain? Uh, three. <laughs> and Jaren? Five. Good, we got all the odd numbers covered. <laughs> Yay! And Frost. What did he roll? Yep. I rolled a seven for him. Seven for Frost? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that's because that's we're a real prime role-playing group, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Leave your house right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, no. Hey. <laughs> Leave your own house right now. To be, fair, to be fair, Amanda, he does live in Nerd House, so I think technically... <laughs> I think technically that behavior applies there. <laughs> also, also, I think I make one math joke every decade, so <laughs> you're probably safe. <clears throat> I can't believe I rolled a one. That's, that's a good one <laughs> to roll. I'm fine rolling a one on initiative. Unless you die before your turn comes around. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get eaten before I can use my cool idea. <laughs> Guys, one time I had a character I was really invested in. He uh, he was like a samurai. I put all this time into his backstory. First session, first combat. Uh, before even my turn came up on combat, an orc with a two-handed Naganata uh, <laughs> critically hit him and killed him. Dropped him from like, you know, he was like level ones. He had like eight hit points or whatever. Dropped him from eight to negative ten, which killed you in that system in one hit. Oh, jeez. I never even got to roll a die with that character. <clears throat> oh, man. Bethol Frost is doomed. <clears throat> you know who's actually doomed? The muck with fucking two hit points. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, you're Frost just, and... You'll be alive. You'll just be a stim addict by the end of this. <laughs> uh, Frost and Cass are tied for first, so you guys can go... As you like. Um, are we like way down there? Are we on the map? Yeah. Okay. How much is our movement again? Five? Five squares. Yep. I'm going to move up five squares. Remember, any shot laser guns is a lot. Remember. Isn't that one? One more? You need me move four? One, two, three, four. Yeah, you can move one more. Okay. There we go. All right, and then I'm gonna. I can. I can aim, right? Or will I hit those three in front of me? You risk hitting your friends. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> we have too low. <laughs> too low hell. Okay. Uh, if that's gonna be it, what is Frost going to be doing? Uh. Or I guess I can control Frost. Or one of uh, you can control Frost. What do you want to do? Uh, Frost is going to uh, nervously open fire. No! Ah! Okay. <laughs> I have well-trained security officers, sir, with confidence. He shoots with confidence. Or, <laughs> well, I was just role-playing the fact that he got so low on his stay still. 
I just like to imagine they listen to everything that Chet was saying. Hey, you had ample opportunity to come up with a fucking name for that guy. His name is my friend. Um, uh, and uh, and so I just imagine he just got a little panicked. So he's going to fire. Is it D20? Uh, yes, D20 plus shoot plus dex. Um, assuming his shoot uh, skills probably plus one, so and I'm assuming yeah, is it plus plus two. plus plus two shoot. All right, and plus one dex. Right, no, just roll twenty plus two. Okay, is what I meant. Thirteen. Uh, thirteen is going to hit. So yeah. D six. Uh, one point of damage. Uh, or no, he's got. Bonus. Oh, does he have a laser rifle? He's a warrior, so he should have base attack plus one. And then if he's got a combat rifle, it's plus Yeah, he's going to have a, a combat rifle, so that's 2d12 plus two damage, I think. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, yeah. let me bust up a big old laser rifle. Uh, combat rifle is 1d12, isn't it? Oh, is it 1d12? It's 1d12 plus two. Okay, 1d12 plus two. Uh, well, that motherfucker got a total of eight. Nine, nine, sorry, okay. nine, nine points. All right, you see him point this like phaser rifle and fire, and this blast of uh, plasma energy strikes this creature and seems to partially disseminate through its gooey form. Uh, though there is still a part that's that's burned, um, as, as sort of chars and bubbles like a burnt souffle, and the the uh, goo creature is still moving forward. Well, that's because uh, it is now the goop's turn. The goop, shoop, uh, doop, shoop, the uh, goop. <laughs> oh boy! Coming right for you, I know. Sean, how many hit points do you have? I have three. I shove that one in front. I'm okay. I think I have three. Uh, no, I have six. Sorry. Yeah, I really do shove you in front of me. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's see. Three. Okay. Uh, the goop that just got shot is going to sort of latch out and try and uh, grab hold of Frost. Nope. It's too slow and Frost just like backs up before it can grab hold of uh, of them. The other one is going to go for Elroy. Yeah, I think I also got the lowest old still roll too, so. <laughs> Rolls an 18 to hit. I'm sure that does Probably, unless you have really, really good armor, which I don't think you do. Uh, the 13 is my armored undersuit. Okay. So this one ooze slithers up and a pseudopod comes out and just wraps itself around both of your legs and starts to squeeze. Gross. Uh, you are currently, you don't take any damage yet, but you are currently immobilized, so you cannot move from where you are. Shit. Uh, Jaren, it is your turn. Okay, so to roll to attack, it's a d20. Mm-hmm. D20 plus shoot plus dex. 
So, this one. Fuck! Well, that sucks. I miss. Oh. What'd you roll? No, it's, well, I mean, I rolled two. I have a base mm. attack on plus one, so, and then deck, so it's still only five, four. Yeah, that's unfortunately not good enough. Because <laughs> you take aim at probably like the one that's just grabbed hold of Elroy, and you fire. Because of the close range, it just sort of slides out of the way, and you uh, blast the floor plating instead. Um, and there's only one attack per turn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Where's the epic music coming from? Matt. That's funny. I can turn it off if it bothers you. Oh, no, it's fine. I like it, too. Um, I will position myself with my combat rifle just over uh, Elroy's shoulder, but can I take a step back without being attacked? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I can't move myself. I just want to take one step back. And which one is Elroy? The of the three of you, he's in the middle. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, I'll take a step back uh, and take aim at the other goop so that I can uh, be ready to shoot him in the face as soon as I get another turn. There you go. You should be able to see Elroy's name now. I thought I had it turned on. Okay. I still can't. Well, wait, maybe. Hold on. I think I figured it out. I was. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be right behind Elroy. Okay. Uh, Captain. I move up five squares. And now that there's a lane open, I'm going to shoot with my dinky laser pistol at this little guy here. Okay. This is the one that part of it is curled Mm -hmm. up around Elroy's legs. as You take aim and fire. Ooh, that is a 20. Actually, uh, do a critical hit. Nice. How do critical hits work? Uh, I don't think critical hits... Are a thing? <laughs> are a thing in this game. I will double check. They just automatically hit, but no additional bonus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I rolled... I got three points of damage. Yeah, it's just an, uh, a natural 20 is an auto hit. It doesn't do extra damage. So, Okay, uh, three points of damage. You fire. It takes the hit. Again, you see the energy kind of disperse through its goopy form, uh, and it doesn't seem to have done much to it. Uh, Elroy, it is your turn. <laughs> um, what do I remember about the experience that um, Jaren had? I thought it, I thought she was able to extricate herself if she moved slowly. I stayed very still and moved very slowly. But, she stayed very still and just sort of lost interest in her. Okay. But so you're not sure if that will still work with all of the commotion going on? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try my other thought. Um, and I, let me know if this might be possible. Um, is it possible that I can kind of quickly modify my laser rifle or my laser pistol 
to instead create, um, instead of doing damage, create a, like, I can't believe I'm going to try this, oh a little laser spot continuously on the floor that I can just <laughs> <make a little laughs> circle. <laughs> They're trying to it's so stupid it has to work. <laughs> I will say you can spend your action this turn making a fixed roll. And if you roll well, you can turn your, your laser pistol into a laser pointer, yes. <laughs> or can I do that with a, well, I guess a, a, a meta tool? A what? A meta tool is basically what you're using to do the modifications with. All right, so a fix roll is <clears throat> is fix plus anything, guys, 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 guys. I have plus a plan. intelligence. Is it intelligence? Yes. Okay. Seven. So you quickly whip out your multi tool from your belt. You like pry off the casing of your 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 laser pistol. You start fiddling around with the focusing lens and trying to make it, instead of this bolt of, of superheated plasma, just this light, this sort of concentrated beam of light. Uh, it might take you another turn or so to get it just right, but you're working on it. Guys, okay. I, got, I got an idea. Uh, one of us should stay very still. I volunteer for that job. Uh, <laughs> the rest of us lure these creatures out of the facility into the steam tunnels, which are about to go off in like 15 minutes. Then, because they're not very quick, get around them, head back into the base, shut the door. Water purges them out of the system for us. Do we know how quick they are? We've been watching them slug around this room, right? You could probably outrun them. Okay. Um, So I say, out of character, what do you guys think of this plan? Well, we've got to get Elroy free first. Oh, Elroy, are you caught? Yeah. yeah, he's caught by one. No, but if I just stay still, I'm fine. I. It's going to suffocate you. <clears throat> I'm in a spacesuit. I'll be okay for a while. It will constrict. Crunch it, you. It's, it's going to crunch you. All right, I say, here's, okay, so here's what the captain says. Um, I say, uh, Lemire, Jaren, Frost, lead these others outside the base Lock the then uh, circle back around and uh, let them out there to be geysered out. Me and uh, me and Elroy will deal with the one on him uh, and the date to transfer. Yes, with the party. <laughs> Splitting the party. Right. Okay. So Frost and Cass. Uh, Frost was first, right? Yeah. Frost no, went first. first. Uh, fr- uh, yeah. Frost would follow order. Um, I'm going to take a shot at the one on Elroy and then turn around and start doing what the captain says. Okay. okay. Um, it's going to be a, a risky shot, but go ahead and roll it if you want. Oh, God. Yeah, Elroy's got six hit points. <laughs> yeah. Elroy's oh, fine. Natural one. Yeah. That's a D20. Oh, D20, yeah, sorry. D20 plus shoot plus dex. Zero. Yeah, zero, zero. 
Natural 20! Oh, nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> you aim down uh, sights and yeah, squeeze off this shot. It just manages to hit. I'll say it actually hits the like tendril that's wrapped around his legs. Go ahead and roll damage. And that's how much? What did I roll for that again? Uh, 1d6. D6? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, because I think you have a pistol. Yeah, I have a pistol. Yeah. Ah! Oh! Does that count? 1d6, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to re-roll that. I don't think that counted. Five. Nice. Five? Nice. All right. I'm going to roll uh, a physical effect save for it. All right. The tendril that was on Leroy uh, gets kind of fried and actually goes loose. So, uh, not Leroy, Elroy. So Elroy, <laughs> Leroy! I like to imagine that there's two Elroy standing there. One of them is named Leroy. (laughs) It's clearly made of black ooze, but he's like, shoot the other one. I'm the real Elroy. (laughs) I'm the real Leroy. (laughs) So, Kaz, you you squeeze off that expert shot. Anything else you would like to do on your turn? I'm going to start moving. Now that I have its attention, I'm going to start moving it back out. So... Put me back to where I was before. Flailing around and arm noises. Uh, what is Frost going to do? Uh, uh, Frost is going to do. Um, uh, he's going to fire a few shots and then follow the captain's orders. So, okay. Uh, roll my attack. Uh, less good. Uh, you said it's plus two total, so ten. Okay, that's gonna miss. All right, so he he fires wildly and then starts hustling down the hall, okay. and I, I can't move him, so you'll have to move him. Right. Uh, he starts to hustle. Uh, the goop that was right next to him is gonna take an attack of opportunity. Oh, didn't know that system had system had that. <laughs> yep. Uh, it rolled a twelve, which I'm pretty sure misses. Uh, Thirteen is what you're looking for. Yep. Okay. So Frost is going to move two, three, four, five. It is now the Goop's turn. Your camera? Uh, Oof, I hate that. This Goop is going to squeeze past and continue after. Uh, can't move that fast. Uh. One, two, three. I thought we said there. I know, I forgot. <laughs> You're average only. <laughs> Will we get any attacks of opportunity as they go past us? Not as they go past. Uh, or, well, yeah, you would be able to as it leaves your threat range. Or leaves melee with you. Yes, you can make a melee attack. Okay. Now or waiting? Uh, not yet, because nothing's left your... Uh, or actually, Elroy could make one against the one that just slithered past if you want to. Don't. I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy modifying my gun. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. The gun to use. Uh, okay, so uh, the one that just got hit. How much damage has it taken? Okay. Um, oof, excuse me. It's going to uh, slurp another tentacle at, or sweat a pod at Elroy. Which one's going to do that? 
the one that just got uh, its tentacle uh, knocked off, but it misses. Yay! So, the other one just sort of hops over the sweaterpod as it swings by. The fun of the windshield? Uh, and then this one is going to swing at Jaren. Rolls a 15 versus AC. Yeah, my AC is 15. So that hits. Um, this one wraps a suede pot around your legs. You are immobilized. Okay. And ah! it's now your turn. Billy. All right. Well, I'm going to take aim at the nasty bit of business wrapped around my leg. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out. <clears throat> and so it's shoot plus my base attack bonus plus dex. Yes. Twenty, net twenty, yo, net twenty. <laughs> we are killing it this session. Oh, nice. So then it's a d twelve, and it's also plus two. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I got an eleven. So that's thirteen hit points. Do I pull okay. motherfucking shit out of this nasty little squid monster? You do. You just hold your your uh, your rifle down, and there's a a whole chunk of it gets blown off. You see this dark bubbling uh, burn mark as its whole form kind of quivers. It's still hanging onto your leg, but you just you hurt it very badly. Oh, that didn't get me free, even though I was aiming at its, its little thing. Nope, it's still hanging on. I'm gonna die. Um. Well, I can't move. And you can't... I can't try to get free, right? Because that would be a main action? That'd be your action to try and, yeah, pull okay. free of it. Well, I'm fucked. Say so, okay. Uh, Captain. Alright, I say, well, new plan. Elroy, you get out of here. Me and Jaren will stack on the one that she's got. <laughs> uh, and I am going to... Um, I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to stay frozen. But I'm going to flatten myself against the wall to try to give them as much space to get by as they can. Okay. You're trying to not attract notice to yourself? Yeah. <clears throat> Roll uh, survival with dexterity. Okay. So I had minus one. Uh, that is a total of eight. Okay. Pretty good. So you just sort of press yourself against the wall and try not to be noticeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elroy. That's so well. <laughs> um, and I, you, you, can I move and take an action, or can I just keep working on my gun? Yeah, uh, you can spend another action to do your fix and try and keep working on it, or you, um, and you can move. You can act and move. Okay. Okay. Um, I will try to fix my gun. Ooh, wow. <clears throat> 12. Okay. Uh, you sort of jigger the lens into place and snap the casing back on, and you have a functional laser pointer. <laughs> um, can I do anything with it this round, or I just, just move? Uh, you can just move at this point. That was your entire action. Um... I think I'm just going to stay frozen. But these things, I'm assuming because we're in spacesuits, they can't hear us, right? 
or the movement of our the movement of our lips wouldn't necessarily trigger them. Uh, no, not if you're not using the external speakers. Okay. Um, well, then I will use my communicator, and I'll just let everybody know. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna stay frozen where I am, and then I've got a laser pointer that my cats at home love. I'm gonna try this out. I respond. Oh my god, that's the best plan in the world. You what are Elroy's catch names? Uh, um. Have a no, no, um, oh, um, category pending, and um, I think I think just category pending. So just the one cat. Yeah, just the one one cat. Okay. Um, I say, <laughs> I say, Elroy, you should get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. You run past the goop monsters, Captain. Oh, I forgot my... I forgot to send you guys I say, extra. if you don't do it now, there'll be more if you get your next chance. <clears throat> I'm going to stay frozen. Okay. Uh, Cass. I'm going to get eaten, though. <laughs> I'm going to... shoot the one that's got Jaren. Um... Or the one that's behind Jaren. Okay. Oh, Elroy, you have to shut the door. Yeah, you, Elroy, you have to move. You are an <laughs> integral part to this plan. <laughs> you, can still use your, you can do it for you. <laughs> you can still use your laser pointer. I got another natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you hit. Go ahead and roll 1d6 damage. This is the one that's slithering after frost. Four. Four points, okay. And... Uh, I'll move two, but I still want to be able to shoot. And, yeah. No, back, yeah. Right. Move me there, yeah. There or here? That's good. This one? Yeah. Okay. And they're all still in my range, right? It's like 100-something feet? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I'm seeing if they're even going to follow. <laughs> okay, Frost. Uh, yep. He's going to... Uh, which one looks the most damaged? Uh, the most damaged currently is either the one that is harassing Elroy or the one that is wrapped around Jaren. Uh, actually, he's just going to shoot the one in front of him to keep it coming this way so it doesn't go back. Uh, okay. And he got uh, 19. That definitely hits. Uh, D12. Where did you go? Stop rolling cocked. Uh, it's a D12 plus 2? Yes. 8. Nice. And then he'll move the 5. fighting retreat down this hallway. Uh, let's see. First shot, seconds. Okay. 
And then he moves back one, two, three, four, five. Goops. It's going to this is one slithers after frost. It's gonna make a notice check against the captain. Does not seem to notice your presence. Excellent. Uh, this one's going to slime a little closer uh, and wrap more of its form around uh, Jaren. <laughs> slime a little closer with their extra time. <clears throat> and. So the one that is partially wrapped around Jaren contracts its oozy body, and Jaren, you just feel this powerful squeeze force the air out of you, and you go unconscious. Oh. Oops. Yep. Bye! Two hit points. <laughs> Kind of shitty for a security officer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go into the fray and die immediately. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's see. The other two uh, try and grab Elroy. One of, them, one of them rolls a six. The other rolls a 19. Ah, I told you to get out of there, man. <laughs> Not only did I tell you, I ordered you to get out of there. We're going to have Stern talking sure. to you, assuming you survive this. <laughs> so, Elroy, you are grabbed once again. Stern's talking too from the captain. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was surrounded by three of them that would have gotten attacks of opportunity on me. Not I'm comfortable with my choice. Would they have gotten attacks of opportunity, Matt? Uh, they could have. But not guaranteed. Not guaranteed hits. Well, they, oh, weren't, they weren't adjacent to you at that point, were they? Yeah, they were. One of them was. Just Two one of them. Just one of them. The, the one on Jaren was concerned with Jaren. One of them could have attacked you if you tried to run. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jaren is now unconscious in the loving embrace of an ooze monster. Captain, <laughs> what would you like to do? Uh, one, two, three, four. I'll <laughs> yeah, it's all I can really do. My sh- my pistol can't damage these things. Um, uh, if I move, I mean, you are doing damage to them. It's just they're going to take a lot. Uh, I mean, just tactically, tactically, the t- dealing one or two points isn't worth getting attacked. Uh, though the plan has obviously gone to complete shit at this point. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna... Two, three, four... I'm gonna try to sneak forward five. Moving at half okay. speed. Can you do two moves? No. Can't do a double move? Oh, I thought you meant, like, move a little bit, then stop and move again. Yeah, no. Can't do that. Uh, let's see, types of action... Yes, you can take a second move in place of your main action. All right, so can I move twice, both moves at half speed, to, and then try to stay sure. st- try to stay stealthy? Yeah, sure. Okay. 
a survive check to be stealthy? Yeah, survive plus dex. Uh, that is a six. Okay. So go ahead and move yourself. All right. Just- you carefully edge forward along the wall. Uh, the goop does not take any aggressive action towards you. Uh, Elroy, you see Jaren being turned into an ooze burrito behind you. Mm-hmm. Have they? Have these things reacted to the movement of our arms or just our legs? They just seem to be uh, attracted to any sort of movement. Okay. Um, and I assume I'm fi- I'm still facing into the room. Uh, at the moment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and these things are on the ground? Yes. So, Matt, <laughs> rules question for you. Sure. Um, <clears throat> what kind of jumping rules are there? <laughs> well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're wanting to try and jump over these things? Yes. I th- <laughs> Maybe. Um, I'd say you would have to make an exert check using your strength or dexterity. And if you get... We'll put it at a DC 9 or above, you can hop over one of these things. Okay. Well, I... I don't believe that would work. (laughs) So, I will project a... um, Like moving as minimally as possible with my with my hands, I will project a dot there on the floor and kind of move it back and forth. Okay. And see if that attracts see if that movement attracts their attention. <laughs> okay. Uh, in that case, why don't you make a perform check with a perform check with charisma. Perform check. Come on, work. See how enticing you can make oh. this laser pointer. I got a two. They do not seem all that enticed. Shit. <laughs> am I? Am I eaten by one of these things? Not currently. Okay. Can I run through them? Or you can certainly try. Well, I mean, like, uh, is this guy, is that guy taking up all of those four yeah. squares? Okay. So there's really no way into this room. <laughs> Unless you want to try and jump over them. Just throw yourself at it. <laughs> they look particularly bouncy. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, already, we already knew this. <laughs> but... 
You can run the other way. Pass me. But all three of them will get to hit me. No, they won't. The one that is wrapped around Jaren is concerned with Jaren. The other two might take a swing at you if you run. Okay. Um, but they're also going right, to take I'll... a swing at you if you stay there, so... Right? <laughs> well, yeah, so I'll give it a shot and I'll go here. Okay. Uh, an AC 12 and AC 14. Uh, one hit. Okay. So as you are running past, one of them does actually grab you and yeah. you are stuck. All right. That's the turn. Uh, we're back to Cass. I'm going to shoot the one. That's by itself. Okay. Again. Fourteen. That'll hit. Five. Okay. Uh, This one, which is covered in burn marks from pistol shots and rifle blasts, you uh, hit it with one more shot, and it's sort of bubbles and then pops and kind of collapses into a now inert Woo-hoo. ooze on the ground. Yay! Oh, hey! I just call over, I'm like, well, one's down! You want to move? Yeah, I'll move up a little bit. Move me up to, like, Dora. Yeah, right there. Just shoot the shit out of them. <laughs> Seems to work. It's Ensign Frost's turn. He's going to shoot the shit out of the one on Jaren. <laughs> I'll save you, Lieutenant Commander. Uh, 16. That will hit. Seven points. Okay. That's enough. Uh, he fires a blast of his... Um, Rifle into this thing, which Jaren had already shot point blank, and its cohesion comes apart, and it just sort of slimes down, leaving a uh, gooey Jaren lying unconscious on the ground. <coughs> like Venkman from Ghostbusters. Somebody's right. looking at a promotion, uh, and then he's gonna—he's <laughs> actually gonna. Yeah, he's gonna stay where he's at for now. Okay. What's up, Gwyneth Paltrow's entertainment blog? That's right. Goop. What? Gwyneth Paltrow has a terrible inf- uh, blog called Goop. Okay. Where she encourages all sorts of shitty medical practices. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Very, very bad stuff. Like a Dr. Oz thing or an anti-vax thing? Both. Yeah. Oh, well. Screw her. Uh, both Dr. Oz and... Okay. Uh, this ooze is going to slime over Jaren and further down the hallway towards Cass and Frost. Does not seem to notice the captain, uh, who is perfectly camouflaged against the wall. Uh, Elroy, this goop around you starts to squeeze. You take two points of damage. Okay. 
You can feel your lungs being compressed by your ribs being squeezed shut. Uh, and it is now... Jaren is unconscious. Still. Uh, Ejiro. Alright, I'm going to move up and uh, stem stem Jaren. Okay. Is that what they call these days? Uh, <laughs> so go ahead and roll 1d6. Three. <laughs> you see, like, you're just thinking about a bunch of things that you can say. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> I got a little... Bring that jam with jokes. <laughs> a little port in the suit that's designed for the stem to go in. You find it. There's a little sound as it uh, enters her bloodstream. And Jaren, you wake up as this rush of adrenaline goes through you. Um, you feel pretty crappy. <laughs> uh, Captain, I'm covered in slime, aren't I? The suit is covered in slime. You are fine. Uh, no one gives a shit about my plan, so we're just murdering them. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's not my turn, so All right. <laughs> I continue to lay there. All right, it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> I actually just yeah, I want to hear when I hear him say that, just be like, ah, uh, I I was following the plan until the plan got canceled. Let's put it out there. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna point my laser pointer at this wall, and kind of dance it along that little corner. You see that up there? Yep. <clears throat> and um, just perform, right? Perform plus charisma. Uh, seven. Okay. Um, all right, you do that. Okay. Um, Meanwhile, you continue to suffocate. Yeah, I can't break free without moving, and I can't really move. So, um, (laughs) I will. Okay, since. I, I don't know. Would I would I be able to try to move, or can I just not? Would I have to break free of this thing first, and then you try have to, to escape it before you can move? Okay, so I'm I'm just where I'm at, and mm-hmm. I, and, and I will say, um, yes, ex- uh, great plan, Captain, and an excellent hiding, sir. I'm dying. I'm going out. Witty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm get tossed in the brig. I, I look over and say, "Adding in support, adding smart lip to insubordination. Good idea, Sergeant." Kess, it is your turn. I'm going to shoot the one that's to Jaren. Okay. Seventeen. Wow, that hits. Mm-hmm. Rolling pretty decent, <clears throat> knock on wood. Yeah. Two. Okay. You singe its goopy form. <laughs> goop, 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 goop. You singe its goopy form. And would you like to move, or would you like to stay where you are? I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. Uh, Instant Frost. Uh, gonna blast. Uh, gonna blast the one that's constricting Elroy. Okay. 
bit of a tricky shot, so... I'll take it here. And uh, he'll be like, this is for the $200 bedazzled dildo you tried selling me. Uh, <laughs> 21. What? Goop, is I there... mean, you hit. <laughs> it's a thing Goop sells, man. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I was trying to sell you a dildo. Uh, <laughs> ten points. Please, please let me ten clean points? my own wow. suspect okay. back story. <laughs> uh, so this goop that is wrapping around Elroy gets blasted uh, with a rifle shot and just kind of bubbles and boils for a moment before sliding down into a pile of sticky goop on the ground. Elroy, you are freed. Yay! I'll never know if my little cat trick would work. Uh, it most con- conclusively did not, if I seem to recall. Uh, throw shade at my plan, and I throw it right back at you, Sergeant. Um, <laughs> well, that is the last of them, it looks like. Nope. There's still one There's still one. Oh. Yeah, right behind me. And right next to you, Cat. Yeah, right in the face, Cat. I'm going to roll to see who has his attention at the moment. Uh, Captain Jiro is going to start waving his arms in the air. Well, good, because I rolled a two, which is you. Yeah, like so. so if he said, if you're going to strangle anybody, strangle me, you coward. 16 versus AC. <laughs> that is. Uh, it grabs you. All right. <laughs> Jaren, it is your turn. I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Oh, I really am going to 21. Okay. Um, so, eight points of damage. Not quite a kill. Uh, you blast another chunk off of it. It's still very attached to the captain. And said captain, it is your turn. Um, I'm just going to shoot it with my laser pistol. And I'm going to say, uh, why do my non-violent plans never work out? Uh, (laughs) and let's see, uh, I uh, have a zero dexterity, a one attack bonus, and a minus one shoot. So just it evens out. So uh, sixteen. That will hit for four. Okay. You empty a, a shot into this thing. Oops, that's not what I meant to do. Where you go? Uh, it is still firmly gripping you, like mm-hmm. a lover. Uh, Elway. <laughs> Oh, wow. It has a bedazzled dildo on the Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, there's, yeah, floating within its goopy mass. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna move here. And I'll try I'll try projecting my little laser pointer thing there. On that wall. Sure. Because <laughs> it'll take me a while to fix my gun and I feel like I want to do something productive. Oh! <laughs> Eleven! <laughs> okay! So you make an enticing laser light show on this wall. Does, somebody uh, have, does anybody have Pink Floyd loaded up in their suit? Uh, Cass, it is your turn. I press the play button inside my suit pretty quick. <laughs> Before it comes on, and then I shoot it. 
Like, I've been waiting for someone to ask that for so long. <laughs> Eighteen. Yeah, that is. It's like I'm back at the planetarium back home. Wow. What'd you get? Six. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's enough to do it. As it's now wrapping its form around your captain, you zing it with your uh, your pistol, just piercing a hole right through its form, which then sort of bubbles and pops, and it slimes its way onto the ground, now lifeless. And you have destroyed these ooze monsters. And that went pretty well, considering. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sort of bummer. Her head and stands up. I say, Frost, keep an eye on the our friend in the other room and make sure he does not turn while we're downloading the information. Frost salutes. I'm going to take six seconds to fix my gun. <laughs> Go and roll, uh, roll another fix check. Uh, More than six seconds. Yeah. Uh, four, five... What would you roll on the dice? Uh, four. Okay. Uh, you, you might have to wait until you're back on the ship to get this working again. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I have an excellent laser pointer. I say, I'm gonna, laser pointer. I, I'm going to be doing a presentation for the Admirals later. I could maybe use your new device um, to point at things <laughs> on the screen so far away. Uh... Also, Sergeant, we need to have a talk about I say run, you say how fast, not standing still. Anyway, let's get this thing downloaded and get out of this miserable underground bunker. What's the timer on our uh, helmet at? Uh, It is... uh, You got about... Let's see. Given how long that, that battle took, you've got like another 20 minutes, 25 minutes... Is that enough time to get out of the caverns, or are we going to wait through a cycle? I would say we'd wait for a cycle. You, yeah, you'd have to wait for it to go off and then leave. Okay. All right, well, I will uh, try to work on downloading the information. Are we within communication range of our shuttle and my security team? You can try. I will try to communicate with them and do a check-in. Okay. You're not able to get any sort of contact with... Uh, anyone outside of the facility. Uh, were we able to... I guess I didn't check after we came past those blast doors, did I? No, we no. forgot. Your last transmission was before you came in, the captain ordering <laughs> everyone to get out of the hole. <clears throat> okay. But Trip knows that we were going past a blast door that would keep the... the yeah. ...off of us. So... So, uh, Elroy, why don't you make a, uh, we'll call this a, a fix roll, as you okay. are trying to extract this is, uh, uh, actually, memory. Is Chet still conscious? He is, yeah. Right? I'll ask him if he uh, can tell me how to access the information on the thingy, on the core. How to, ex- how to safely and completely extract, extract it? Extract it? Sure. Um and he gives you some some uh, guidelines. So go ahead and roll your uh, fix with intelligence and give yourself plus two. Okay. Twelve. All right. Awesome. No problem at all. You're able to uh, locate the structure, which is this um, 
sort of a, a box made out of some sort of transparent uh, polymer in which you can see a uh, looks to be some sort of uh, active spiral made of a slightly pulsing energy. Uh, it seems to hold information in some kind of encryptment, uh, some kind of uh, storage, and you're able to remove it. Okay. It's just going to be a matter of hooking your systems into it and figuring out how to get the information off of it. I will look around and see if there's some sort of carrying case. Or did we bring a carrying case with us? For sample I'd say, you, yeah, there's a, there's a case to <laughs> securely move it. And did you say that there's power gener- that the power generation equipment is in this room? Yes, there's a like a large turbine looking thing that is part of the power generator that's in this room. Okay, I'll scuttle back out and, and ask um, Chet if there's anything I can do to stabilize uh, the power while we wait for the geyser to cycle through. He says you're welcome to try. <clears throat> is the He's been unable to work on it himself. Okay. Is the geyser powering this facility? Is it like a geothermal power? When the power goes out, this geyser's going to start being erratic? Um, he says that the um, planet's geothermic activity is not related to their fusion power source. No. Oh, very good. Well, I'll examine the power equipment, but not really not do anything unless it looks like the power is going to fail before the geyser cycles and trap us in here. Okay. Uh, why don't you make a... Hang on here. Yeah, this would just be another fixed roll. We're using that a lot, but it, <laughs> it is apt for what you're doing, so... Nine. Okay. Um, you think it'll keep running long enough? Um, it just basically is depleting its fuel source. So, uh, but you think it'll keep running long enough. And sure enough, it takes, you know, another 25 minutes or so. And you guys can hear a slight rumbling uh, outside that indicates that the, uh, the geyser activity is active. And then a few seconds later, it seems to be done. So it should be safe for you to exit. Shall we? Um, I make sure that uh, Frost is carrying the uh, the what? The core. Yeah, because it needs to go through security procedures before it can go back to the ship. I'm very paranoid about this. I very much do believe that this is something evil and it's going to your, your, your paranoia is why you're chief security officer and is muchly appreciated. <laughs> it really is why I'm chief security. I'm, I'll ask on the way past, I'll ask Chet if there's anything we can do for him. Um, Need a remote. <laughs> maybe two behind the ear, you know. Can we uh, <clears throat> have anything in the microwave that you need us to grab? Burrito. <laughs> uh, Chet who is struggling a little bit at this point to maintain his humanoid uh, upper torso and head. Every now and then the the shape kind of gives way into a more liquid form, which he then has to focus himself to reform. Uh, Looks like it's getting harder and harder for him to stave off 
whatever change he's undergoing. Um, and says, I, again, appreciate your concern, but I'm afraid my time is almost upon me. Please safeguard the knowledge of our species. It we is all that remains of us now. We will carry home news of the Chetian people. Shut up. No. The captain, as he's walking by him, leans in and whispers something in his ear. I'll tell Matt what I'm whispering, but... Is that super sexy? <laughs> <laughs> Can I interest you in a business opportunity? <laughs> All right, I guess we'll close the door to his room and and then beat feet out of the out of the place carefully, so that we don't find any other jets. Any other, well, oozes. Yes. <laughs> Oops. I'm just waiting for Chris to send me whatever this message is. But sorry, you, uh, my microphone's making it hard to type. I have to move it a little bit. That's okay. Uh, you guys make your way out of this facility and back up the uh, the rope and out of the uh, uh, entry tunnel that you came in. Uh, no, that doesn't happen, actually. Well, we don't make it to the ship? Uh, you're on your way out. Ah! Captain Ezero, you, you relay your, your message. Mm-hmm. And... Couldn't have just hidden, Captain. <laughs> you had to say something. <laughs> actually, no. No. Thinking about it, no, you guys leave. Um, and uh, yeah you make your way back to the surface and board your shuttlecraft and it takes off and you find yourselves quickly back aboard the the UPAN Louisiana where uh, repairs have been uh, undergoing in your absence Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'll give your ship back a few hit points as we leave the uh, shuttle, I give it a little, little pat. pat. <laughs> and uh, do do we think it's a good idea if we um, bombard the surface and destroy that facility? Why? In case the squid people come back, it's a, can... it's a it's a dead planet. Plus, if the squid people go back, they might die. We're not sad about that. Well, no, I just thought there might be t- additional technology that they could salvage. I think you're taking a lot to get down to actually damage that place. Okay. Cool. There. I mean, our phaser banks and four torpedoes aren't going to be equivalent to a planet buster. Mm-hmm. There's no way. So, uh, as you have all returned to... fire. <laughs> uh, as you have returned to the ship, what would you all like to do? Your mission is complete for all intents and purposes. 
Um, as we're riding back up, um, I uh, make notes uh, for commendations for the for the mission, include especially uh, Ensign Colain. Um, hey, she did nothing. Well, she's gonna get like a, the equivalent of like a purple heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> a bullet for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she almost died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the, the captain is gonna. The captain actually is a little, circ, a little more circumspect than he normally is. He he spends most of it after he fills out his stuff, just looking out the window. Are we on duty or are we off duty? Duty. Duty. <laughs> you tell me what is it? What is it that we see uh, Cass getting up to? <laughs> what kind of trouble are you getting into? <laughs> are you back at the helm, maintaining orbit, or are you doing something else? Yeah, I'll I'll take the helm for a couple of hours, see what's up, look around for things that are gonna try to blast more holes in my ship. Um, be a little annoying with the uh, teams working to get it back up to shape. I would, uh, I would, I would immediately take over damage control efforts. Oh, oh and, look uh, at that big baby! Are I'm you in the brig? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I imagine being a control freak, I would take over damage control efforts and fuss. Okay. Uh, Jaren would write up a report of the incident uh, and discuss with the captain. Elroy's insubordination before she proceeds with anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> the captain, the captain assures you that it, it'll be noted on his record. Very well, captain. Along, along with, along with the, the good and the bad. <laughs> I'll try to fix my gun too. <laughs> and next yeah. time, your rifle. <laughs> um. I'm also we'll gonna. I'm also we'll going once you're back on the ship, uh, Elroy. You're, you have the tools. You can you can get your gun back in working order. Uh, also, Jared, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that once uh, Colleen gets healed back up, that perhaps uh, she gets some sort of promotion, or I don't know how you handle that in your department. <laughs> Praise as as you feel uh, necessary. Um, I also. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, what device did we put the alien data on? It's a uh, like a memory core, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna I'm gonna have you uh, leave that with me in my quarters uh, so that it can't interface with the ship. Um, and then I say security, w- security lockouts would be more effective, Captain, in our storage. Facility. Um, and uh, Commander Barrett, I think once you debrief her on everything, says the science division captain would be very interested in studying this artifact. Um, as long as it does not get hooked up to our internal cube computer systems, this needs to be taken to a science station with independent systems that are not at all connected with the rest of UCAN's network. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it attach? Oh, I'm not there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I say over in space. <laughs> in case it shuts everything down, and we just pull it to death. I say I agree with all of your concerns. I just wish to 
take some sketches of it. It's alien technology. Yeah, you know, I do have a fondness for that. Um, and uh, I'll deliver it to the science division myself in the morning. Captain's turning into goop. Captain, I I would feel more comfortable if you let me post a guard. On my yes, on the outside, sure, that is fine. If that will ease your mind. Good pizza, honey. thank you. Not much, but a little. <laughs> Do I feel like this behavior is eccentric of the captain? Because Caitlin is suspicious, but I don't know if Jaren would be. The, the captain does have a long-standing like love of alien culture. Like he likes alien literature. He likes. Mm-hmm. He is like, you know, how there's like Brit files. People are like obsessed with like British things here in America. He's kind of like an he's kind of like an alien file. I'll say, Chris, why don't you roll either talk or lead with mm-hmm. charisma? Okay. <laughs> Yeep. There goes my d6. Uh, I'll just grab. Yeah, I guess the follow up question then is: Does Darren feel from this behavior and from the captain's past behavior that this may lead to problems for the ship? Finally, something I'm good at. Uh, Eleven. Okay. I mean, he's your captain, and you have no reason to doubt him. Okay. That's a good job, Let's get a skeptical face. Pending. Are you trying to fix the starboard engine, or are you just trying to fuck it up more? <laughs> I... I spit out the spanner that's in my mouth. You just fly around. Let me fix things. I will and, fly and I, once it's fixed. Shut, but it, the- shut it off. Jeff, like, then, slides next to you. Like, I imagine you're on your back on one of those rolly slidey things that they use in mechanics uh, yeah. shops. He, like, slides up next to you and says, uh, Hey, boss, I think it works better if you don't hold it in your mouth. Shep, did... Didn't I? Didn't I tell you to to go uh, take a short walk out of or long walk out of short airlock? Yes, boss. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I, I keep telling you that, and you never do it. But no, didn't I tell you to go um, fix the waste reclamation units again? Yeah, I didn't see anything wrong with them. Do you want me to go go back again? Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Always okay. double triple check. Just make sure you don't actually touch anything. Just a good. Looking over, and then if there's any problems, um, go go ask Cash. Uh, she's she knows how to uh, how to fix those. If you say so, boss. All right, rolls up. Excellent. And then I I get on the comms to the engineering division. Um, engineering damage control parties. If you hear from Cass, I'm anywhere but where I actually am. <laughs> so I think. From there, uh, I think from there we cut, uh, and repairs are just getting finished. It's been about a day and a half of doing uh, repairs in orbit of this planet. And true to my word, I deliver the alien object in the morning uh, cool. and make a point of showing you my detailed sketches, Jaren, and and explaining to you, like, geeking out about, like, the alien construction techniques and, like, like you know, like, pointing out, like, points where I'm like, I think the material they're using here is something new. 
very enthusiastic, not very interesting. The captain's a big, the captain's basically a big alien nerd. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I I intimidate the science staff with my opinions about how dangerous this could be. <laughs> One of them bumps into you and accidentally knocks you out. <laughs> That's ice cold, Shanzi. That's ice cold. <laughs> she she had no control over what her D six rolled. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> so as repairs come to completion, uh, and you are, uh, you sort of uh, reported everything in to UPAN uh, HQ, they have directed you to, while your internal science division can work on this thing, they want you to drop it off at the nearest, like, science installation. So uh, presumably, Caspin, you... Pass that order along. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Cast set the course for uh, Deep Space Science Station Six. Take us there at uh, regular speed. <laughs> I plot the course. Uh, you plot the course, and you uh, reality sort of bends and warps, and you drop into spike space, this strange, uh, almost fluidic, very psychedelic uh, streaming of this parallel reality that you rush through. Uh, and as you uh, are you know, on your way, it's going to take probably uh, about a day. Uh, in, well, not, no, it wouldn't take that long. Um, it's going to take a few hours in spike space to get there. Um, but you, uh, as you're traveling along, you get a bleep on your, uh, external sensors, Jaren. Uh, what does it say? Uh, it says there is an object approaching you in spike space. Uh, captain object on intercept within spike space. Uh, red alert is, uh, what does say Coplek? Um, something else. What does it? Can I tell from the readings? Uh, your scanner results are a bit jumbled. Why don't you make a program roll for me with uh, intelligence? Uh, that's a negative two to that roll. <laughs> so, uh, three. You can't tell. It's some kind of, some kind of object, uh, roughly twice the mass of your ship. I will convey that. It is twice the mass of our ship. <clears throat> I forget shields. Yes, no. Is that a thing? Nope. Not a thing. We just have armor. Uh, can I we spike. can we do evasive maneuvers in spike space, or is it a? Uh... Not really. It's coming at us within spike space. Yep. Do All right. I think dropping out of spike space will let us avoid it? Maybe. Captain, I do recommend we drop out of spike space immediately. We don't want to collide with something. Cast, this- make it so. All right. (laughs) Reality distorts once again as you punch a hole through reality and find yourself uh, once again uh, just sort of in the middle of the nowhere, cosmic, uh, cosmically speaking. No star systems nearby. Just in the middle of the big black. Uh, You immediately lose the sensor blip as you drop out of spike space. 
All right, uh, Captain, the object is nowhere in evidence now. Uh, maintain red alert. Uh, keep your sensors scanning. Engineering, I... Ugh. Ugh, I'm 16 again. Uh, engineering. Uh, uh, all power to engines. Be prepared for repairs. Uh, I just got her fixed, Captain. I can't control what comes at us, Sergeant. Oh, my poor ship. Your ship. All right. Uh, we're going to hang tight. Okay. Um, it doesn't take long. A few seconds later... There's a distortion in space not far from your ship. A few hundred kilometers, uh, or, yeah, a few hundred kilometers, uh, off the starboard side and emerging into normal space from spike space is something difficult to describe. Uh, it's not a ship by any conventional means. It's more of an, amorphous blob of silvery gray material that sort of shifts and rotates as it moves through space and it's coming towards your ship. Giant goop monster. I say, oh. Captain, I do not recommend engagement. What do my sensors tell me, Space DM? Uh, About this thing. uh, as As you're looking at it and boggling, the captain just says, it is the cloud. It is What's here. Jaren, you would know what this is. It would have been part of your briefing as chief security officer. The cloud is a artificial intelligent nano swarm made up of nano machines that function on a quantum level of intelligence. They are known to basically swarm over entire planets and leave nothing in their wake. Uh, is there any training in avoiding the cloud? <laughs> uh, conventional weapons aren't really known to do anything to it. Uh, you best just to try and avoid it, but it is coming at you for some reason. Evasive maneuvering the fuck out of this. <laughs> it's kind of like the Borg. If, if the Borg were a bunch of swarming nanobots. Uh, is there any sort of frequency that we could use to disrupt <coughs> communications with each other? A la would Star Trek Beyond. Disrupt communications with each other? Disrupt communications with those nanoprobes between each oh. other. You could certainly try from the comm station. Uh, if somebody wants to make a program roll. That's, uh, I would calm Elroy, because you're a program, right? Yeah. Uh, insubordinate sergeant pending to the bridge, please. <laughs> Not giving it up, man. <laughs> I will, uh, try to... Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll try to disrupt the... disrupt the connection between the, between the nanobots. Okay. Seven. You do not seem to have any luck. Okay. Uh, and in fact, it's going to respond. It's. Uh, it sends a feedback shock along your 
signal and just sort of the console you're working on sparks and it sort of explodes, but you don't, it doesn't hurt you. Okay. It's Rah. very dramatic though. Ah. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, your comm system, uh, or your, your communication officer who, uh, once again, is a 20 something, um, Oscar Isaac turns and says, Captain, we're receiving an audio transmission from the cloud. Only be good. Put it on speaker, Henson. Okay. Uh, He turns on the audio communication. There's a bit of staticky burn in the audio, but then a uh, synthetic voice comes in uh, and says... Do, 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 do. That's There's a weird a thing for it to sing. It's like do 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 do. do. <laughs> please, look, look, please, please stay connected. Your call will be answered in the order it was received. <laughs> yes, uh, but no. This uh, synthetic voice pipes in and says, "Designation four three dash six eight two six nine seven three. Retrieve the item and prepare to be reabsorbed." Oh, shit. Yep. It's after the alien artifact, isn't it? Um, I, you, our communication systems is down? Uh, no, it's currently functioning. They sent that transmission. Is there, so, so is there one that's, like, detaching itself and coming towards us? Nope. I say, um... Who's, uh, who's the... Who is, uh, our lead science officer? Uh, that would be. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cloud. We're experiencing high call volumes at the moment. <laughs> uh, that would be Dr. Catherine McDuff. <laughs> Lead on, McDuff. Science on, McDuff. Uh, what what was her rank? I'm sorry, I missed it. Uh, her rank is Lieutenant Commander. I say, Commander McDuff, uh, whatever it is you're doing with the, Q- the core, wrap it up uh, and meet me in the shuttle bay with it. The commanding officer, uh, Commander Barrett, kind of looks at you and says, Captain, what is it you're going to do? He says, uh, I'm going to do the only thing I can do, Commander Barrett. Save the life of every member of the ship. I'm going to give them. Uh, Captain, I'm going gonna, to give them what they want. Why don't we just put it in a torpedo and shoot it out into space? He says because it's a lot that's, easier than piloting a shuttle. He says that's because uh, because that's not the only thing they want. Are you Unit Four Six Whatever? Da 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 da. I just smile. Uh, says, your paranoia has always been one of your more useful traits, Commander. Barrett, you're in charge while I'm gone. I just, I just kind of look oh, <laughs> over there, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. 
security alert on the bridge. Flying um, the ship. <laughs> I train my weapon on the captain and follow him. All right, I head to the turbo lift or whatever it is we have. Sure. <laughs> the space stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Commander Barrett just looks kind of bewildered by the whole circumstance. I say, you have the con, Commander Barrett. I recommend you get away from here at maximum speed as soon as I depart. Can I just say one thing? This thing out there is already the biggest, baddest thing that we have seen. And, you know, getting it more technology, especially, like, super secret technology, probably isn't the best thing to do. He says, if we don't bring it to us, if we don't bring it to them, it will infiltrate our ship, devour all of you, and take it anyway. If we bring it to them, it definitely gets better, faster. Like, we, we can fly. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Matt, I'm going to send you a question. Sure. If I can find you. What if we destroyed it? I'm going to head down to engineering and see if I can retrofit a torpedo to carry the alien artifact. Uh, Belay that, uh, Roy. No, I'm, I'm not telling you I'm doing that. I'm telling <laughs> that Elroy is going to do that. Okay. All right. Well, you're heading down the turbo lift. Um, Commander Barrett sort of comes up to you, uh, Captain Ezero, and sort of looks you uh, in, in the eye and just asks, so was this all just some deception? What are you really? Where is Captain Ezero? Commander Barrett, believe me when I say that I have come to care a great deal for all of you. He says. He says that was no subterfuge. Um... And uh, as the turbo lift doors get ready to close, he just says, Caparian Prime. Caparian Prime? Mm-hmm. All right, so you are heading down the... Uh non-copyright turbo lift with <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Jaren, who has her uh, pistol trained on you. The the speedy lift. <laughs> yes. I say, um, Commander, you can, you can lower your weapons. It'll have no effect on me. <clears throat> I'm going to uh, send a quick message to Jaren. Uh, I say to the captain, um, are, are you even human? Or are you uh, a bundle of nanoprobes made into human form? Nanoprobes, nano machines. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Voyager. (laughs) 
He says there are two answers to that question, Commander. He says, from a physical level, yes. He says, however, I remember my childhood on Earth. I remember falling in love with Valentine. I remember my wedding. I remember when the cancer took them from me. I remember meeting you for the first time. And what are we, if not our memories? When do the uh, nanoprobes... Damn it! The nanomachines come into the store. <laughs> he says, I wish I could tell you. Because you can't, or because you don't know? He says, um... I cannot distinguish the time before and the time after. Can't we have one game without intrigue, guys? I'm assuming by this point the speedy lift has reached the uh, shuttle shuttle bay. We'll say about this time, um, Sean, I messaged you back. Um, about this time, yeah, you, you uh, get to the deck with the shuttle bay. And uh, Jaren escorts you down the hall, uh, and you get to the shuttle bay. Uh, and um, once you're there, a uh, few seconds pass. So many notes. <laughs> Welcome to my life, Matt. <laughs> so many notes. Uh, Sean, roll a program roll. <laughs> and the first roll was good. My heart's beating a little fast, guys. <laughs> it's so weird not being in the loop on all the notes. <laughs> so uh the two of you get to the shuttle bay uh a moment later um commander barrett comes in uh, along with uh dr mcduff and uh security guard um who is currently holding the uh the uh sort of containment uh Containment carrier for the the memory device. Chris, make a, a notice roll for me with wisdom. Ooh, that's a good roll. Uh, where'd my where'd my roll twenty window go? There you are. Uh, notice with wisdom, you said. Yes. So minus one to that. So uh, that is a ten. Okay. Uh, you notice that a some manner of explosive charge has been affixed to the carrying case for the memory device. Hey, Chris, do you have two different um, character sheets? One for your character, and then one is like the treacherous bastard character? <laughs> well, since Matt's the only person that can see my character sheet, I just have one. <laughs> I love it. Um, I take it. I I take it anyway. Okay. 
I say, um, and as I as I take it and I take a step back, I say, I say, is this uh, explosive Sergeant Pending's device? I blow the device. <laughs> is this is this the cliffhanger? Is this where we have a to be continued? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I've done. Just, just just so we're clear, it's you, one of your security guards, Doctor McDuff, the commander, and the captain, all in an enclosed space. Well, if you blow it, all of you are going to get hurt. Will it? Okay, I thought he took it and got farther away. No, I took a few steps no. back. Uh, well, actually, no, that's good because um, I say if you're going to destroy it, at least leave the room. I do. I do actually care for you all a great deal, and I don't want to see any of you hurt. In fact, flush me into the vacuum of space and blow it. Then I don't want to hurt the ship either. Uh, Elroy, are you trying to com- communicate your plan to Jaren at all, or I? I, I did. Uh, there's so many notes. Yeah, a lot of people are trying to do things at the same time. Right? Uh, I attempt to stun the captain then. I, I shoot him with my rifle and try to knock him unconscious. Like, does I... the, the rifles have a stun setting? <laughs> no, not really. Um... Matt? It says, what on earth was. What the fuck? Yes, Amanda. Hold on, what was that? What was that? One second, guys. One second. I have no actual idea. Yeah, is that Marty? I don't know. Kitties? No, there was like a loud slamming noise. Yeah, I wonder if they like knocked something down or something. Okay. I was. I'm already high strung, and now there's a a pounding noise in my house. This. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. I think it was them slamming the door or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what was your question, Amanda? Um, can I throw us back into hyperspace or whatever it's called again? Spike space. Spike space. Spike space. Um, potentially. <laughs> now that all all system of command and order on the ship is apparently broken down. <laughs> what happens when the captain betrays you? Um. Okay, are you doing that? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> those of you in the the shuttle bay and Elroy down in engineering, or Elroy especially, you see the, the spike engine activate, and all of the interior lighting kind of dims slightly and takes on a bluish color, and you all know that you've just dropped into spike space. And Commander Barrett just goes, The fuck? <laughs> I, 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 me- I messaged Cass, we running? Yeah, we're running. Uh, and I think that's what we'll pick up next time with this sort of standoff situation. <laughs> what the fuck? God damn it, Chris. Crap. This, is we, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Captain. I love it. So good job. <laughs> Captain Heidi Pants. I mean, is that a good job? All command function has just completely collapsed. <laughs> United Planets Alliance 
national shit. You guys should have just let me leave with the device. You really made this much harder on yourselves. Where's the betrayer? I clearly still have your best interest at heart. Do you, though? I told you not to blow yourselves up, didn't I? If you weren't an evil robotic intelligence, we might have let you go with it. Is it really in our best interest to give uh, the ultimate enemy more knowledge and power? Nope. Or should we be sacrificing ourselves for the good of the rest of humanity? Probably. Probably. What would Captain Picard do? <laughs> Sacrifice. What would Captain Janeway do? That's right. Her whole ship before giving it to anyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what Captain Janeway would do. Well, I'm looking forward to WWJD. That's right. Uh, all right, so um, I'm going to stop the recording unless there's anything you wanted to add to it, Matt. Nope, right. this has all become delightful chaos. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs>